Hello, and thank you for listening to this episode of the nightsky.io podcast. My name is Billy Newman. And I'm Marina Hansen. And this is the first episode of a podcast we'll be continuing to do that'll be focused on uh, the night sky above us and some of the art projects that we're going to try and build around that to uh, kind of demonstrate and educate about uh, the events of the night sky throughout the year that's upcoming. So it'll be pretty exciting. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Me too. And uh, so this is the first podcast that we're doing. And what we're figuring is we're, we're going to probably build out a format for it over the next few weeks as we uh, kind of start to put the project together a little bit more and trying to do a little bit more production stuff. But what I'm excited to do today is uh, talk about a little bit of the basic formula that we've got going on and the main project that we have going on right now, which is the, uh, the nightsky.io Kickstarter calendar. So it's this 2016 calendar um, that we have set up on Night Sky right now at kickstarter.com. Um, and then if you search for Night Sky, it'll be the first project that you see, which is cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So we, uh, we worked pretty hard for this last week to try and get the Night Sky uh, Kickstarter project set up, ready to go. We have our pledge level set and uh, we already have a few donors, which is really cool. We'll probably talk about that a little bit later in today's show. And I guess I was figuring that Marina, you and I would just talk a little bit about the art that we're making and about some of the stuff that we're uh, putting together for this project so far. Sure. That sounds like a good plan to me. Yeah. So what have you been working on so far for Night Sky stuff? Well, right at this moment, I'm working on a graphic that is going to be used for the website. And uh, also part of it will be reused uh, and will be a feature in the calendar as one of the landscapes. Uh, but it's uh, right now for the graphic piece that it's going to be for the website. It's a silhouette of Mount Hood in yeah, Oregon here. Cool. And uh, I think it's from the perspective or the view uh, from Portland. So uh, the shape of it is kind of from that that view. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That side of it. Uh-huh. And uh, then above it is uh, is a very full starry sky, kind of inspired by the Milky Way, but not necessarily exactly the Milky Way. Yeah, yeah. Sort of that idea of a large uh, large amount of star clusters kind of stretched out. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I've been looking at like what you've been working on, and it looks really good. And I guess for this one, we should kind of explain a little bit about what what we're building for the calendar. So I guess we haven't sure. really talked too much about how we're building... Um, this calendar that's going to be like demonstrating the night sky, which we did talk about. And then it's all going to be illustrations that you make of the night sky that sort of are representative of different scenes that we'll see throughout the year, which will be really cool. And then I think this page that you're making right now is, is really nice with the mountain as the silhouetted mountain and then the Milky Way above it. I think that looks really cool. Thanks, Billy. I think it's pretty neat. I like the other one that we made too, or the, the one that you have. The CRV. Uh, the CRV at the, at the little precipice with the, uh, the Big Dipper out in front of it there. I think yeah. that's really cool too. Thanks. I like that one a lot also. And that'll be one, uh, that'll, that'll be a landscape that is also featured in the calendar. Though it won't, uh, it probably won't be the the Big Dipper. Oh yeah, that's yeah. The, we'll in... the main feature. Though the Big Dipper <laughs> might be in the background. Yeah, we should make a uh, a Big Dipper one. I was going to say in this in this one we should have a conversation uh, about like the the months and the types of things that we're going to try and show during those months. I think that'd be kind of cool to talk about. Yeah, I think that'd be great. That'd be useful. Yeah. So I was, I wrote down a couple notes. I was going to first talk to you about some of the current event stuff. So, um, well, I don't know. Did you have anything more to add about the art stuff that you were, you were talking about or the, the new, uh, art pieces that you're drawing? 
No, I think we can move on to uh, current current news. Yeah. So I guess uh, today is is uh, December thirteenth. So we had the Geminid meteor shower that just went over, um, and so that's uh, so like in August we had the Perseid meteor shower, which uh, is probably one of the most famous ones and one of the best ones to observe because it's in the middle of the summer, and so it's almost guaranteed that at least on the northern hemisphere we're going to have good observing nights for that. And uh, it's tough because in December, a lot of North America is covered in cloud cover or, or rain or storm or it's just winter time. So you don't get that many good clear skies to view it. But if you did have an opportunity to, which we didn't on the West Coast, at least, uh, it was the Geminid meteor shower for the last couple nights, which is pretty neat. That's, That's cool. pretty cool. And so what that means, like when they talk about Geminid meteor shower or the Scorpid meteor shower, the Leonid meteor shower or the Perseid meteor shower, what they're saying is that um, I think... What it's describing is that is the constellation where it will appear as though all of those meteors are coming from or are originating from. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So that's that's kind of how they identify them in space, like throughout the year. So, so like during, I guess, uh, during like the early a.m. hours of the, of the Perseid meteor shower, it's the constellation Perseus that we see most of those meteors arriving out of. And that's kind of why we call it the Perseid meteor shower. So same for the Gemini meteor shower. It's out of the constellation Gemini, which is just now coming up. It's one of those uh, winter constellations that's pretty predominant in uh, in the sky during uh, during like January, February, March. And then it's also part of the the ecliptic or part of the zodiac constellations as well. But yeah, Gemini meteor shower just went by. So there might be some cool like astrophotography that we could find out there. But of like the Geminids or, you know, like yeah, the streaks and stuff that go by. I think it'd be fun if we could find one. Maybe we can put like some of those up on our Instagram page. Yeah. I want to do some uh, some quick illustrations as a as a part of our Instagram account that are uh, yeah. of current things oh, like yeah. that. That'd be really cool. I'd love to have more illustrations and stuff to go up on that Instagram page. And yeah. Then it'd be fun to run like a contest or like something around like these events or like we could yeah. like find a hashtag and then like repost everything from like the Geminid meteor shower photos that we think are cool or like whatever the next thing is or if there's like an eclipse or like stars out or something. Yeah, I like that idea. I think something like that could be pretty cool. I yeah. want to find a way to fill up that account pretty fast or get it built up fast so that we can use it. Yeah, It's hard to use things that don't have that many that many other people attached yeah, to it. Yeah, it is. There's a few things that we're going to have to do with that that Instagram account and that Twitter page to just get them up and rolling. And, and you, it really doesn't take a ton of time to get, um, if you get just like a base amount of content ready, like mm-hmm. a, like 30 or 40 things all, all ready at once to just kind of push out. And that, that'll kind of build up a social system pretty fast for you. So we can do that this week and that'd be really cool. Yeah. I'm excited to put out put out a bunch of cool stuff on Instagram and try and, try and bolster that up quite a bit. Uh, it'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be a really good Instagram account if we kind of curate it well and we try and keep like up to one thing there a day. I think so. I think we can do at least one thing up there a day. Yeah, and I think astronomy enthusiasts are a broad enough market. It's not yeah. specific lo- or really local or, or really exact to a certain point, but I think it'd be really cool. I'm glad that we're doing it. And it'll be fun to do an astronomy podcast. There's really not too many others out there right now that are uh, that are based on like sky watching or um, natural earth-based observations of the night sky there's a lot of things out there like the ones that i'm hearing are kind of like uh, professors classes yeah yeah more science it's all astrophysics based stuff which is good it's fine it's cool it's interesting to hear about but a lot of those even stray pretty pretty wide from the idea of astronomy or astrophysics specifically 
and a lot of them get into kind of the more and maybe it's just a broader market but it, it's all into like nebulas and and like black holes and things like that but it's nothing that's really grounded that's like this is you know this is a star this is above right now it, yeah this, this is, like is observable eclipse. yeah that sort of thing and that's what i think i want to have this podcast focused on more is the stuff that's out that's what observable i'm in the night sky that's what i'm more interested in so i think that that's a cool cool yeah. way to go yeah, I think it'll be focus. a lot of fun. And we should have like other things where we can like talk about telescopes or talk about like setting up things and like different projects and stuff that we try to get stuff ready to go or to try and build out our site or the cool night sky observation stuff that we're doing. Yeah. It'll be fun. But I've liked the night sky for a long time. I've liked uh, astronomy and sky watching for a long time. And so I've tried to learn about like a lot of the stars and a lot of the, the different I don't know, aspects of them or features or like how they move throughout the, the winter months and the summer months and the constellations that are up, at least in the northern hemisphere. But like I was talking to you about, I really want to go down to the southern hemisphere yeah. and learn about all the stars that are down there. I think it'll be really cool. Someday when we get to do it, it'll be a lot of fun. But, um, but yeah, I was going to say, you and I should talk about now, um, we should talk about a few of the like different features that we want to put into the calendar over the year. Sure, yeah. So like, there's going to be the January through January of 2017 art uh, for the calendar that we're building together. And so we're, we're just trying to sort out the art that we're going to use. It's all going to be featured of constellations or sky watching events or things that you can observe during that month of the year. And that's going to be kind of what triggers or what's kind of the inspiration for the art that we're, we're making for it. That's right. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, so what were some of the ideas that we've got? We were talking about like the winter hexagon. Yeah, that's a big one that we were that we were talking about getting in there. Yeah, I think the winter hexagon will be a cool feature. Um, so it'll probably oscillate like month to month. Like, Because well, I think a big part of the calendar should be about bringing out or kind of educating people on the, the constellations themselves or the structures in the sky that are out and available so, to too. see. I think that'll be really cool. I think that's something that we can kind of factually note, note down a little bit easier. And I think it'll be cool in the calendar to reflect like what planets are up or like when Jupiter starts coming up, mm-hmm. we can start reflecting that. But I think for the winter, before a lot of those planets come up in the, in the evening sky, at least, there's three right now. Yeah, I think three that are visible in the early morning sky. I think there's like Venus, Jupiter and Mars are all visible in the morning sky. And then so in the late night sky, Coming up soon in the early winter, we're going to see Jupiter in the late night sky and then moving kind of into the early evening sky toward like February, March. So we can start featuring it more at that time. I think that'll be really cool. But at first, I think talking about the winter hexagon, which is the it's like Capella, Capella, Castor, Pollux, Priscian, Rigel, um, Aldebaran and Betelgeuse. And it's like this big kind of spiral shape of first magnitude main sequence stars that are in kind of the main band of the Milky Way of the set of winter constellations that we're able to see at night from probably like the beginning of January into the end of March, I think is kind of the Mm -hmm. last time you can see Orion. So it'd probably be around that time or yeah, end of March, early April is probably the last period that you can see it. Mm -hmm. But so I think like for January, it'd be really cool to feature that and then feature um, just some information about the different stars that are there or those constellations. Yeah, I think so. And so that'd be like one month. And then I think there's an eclipse that's coming up, like a lunar eclipse. Which month is that? I think it's in March. So I think it's like near, I think it's near the equinox. So I think okay. we should mark things like that on the calendar dates. That'll be fun yeah. to do. 
And then we can mark um, the equinox is going to be happening near that date, which would be cool to do also. So we can try and like uh, check that off and then maybe feature that in the artwork for the month of March, just like something that's kind of an eclipsed moon or something yeah. like that that's in there. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty exciting. And the other thing that I was going to talk about, like in the spring months, is going to be like Mars and retrograde. And that was really yeah. cool when we were looking at that. The that other was day. cool. Yeah, we were, we were kind of um, observing yeah. how Mars is going to be moving this summer, the spring and summer. And it's going to be really exciting because it's going to be one of the best times that I can remember in the last 10 years that, uh, that we'll have available to us to, to give good observations of Mars. And I guess it's probably a 10, 10 or 12 year cycle that it takes. But I remember back in 2002, 2003, 2004, we had a lot of good observations of Mars. And so it's nice that now back in 2016, we're going to have another good section of, of observations of Mars in the spring and summer sky. And so it's going to be the close pass as we come in. Um, I think this, the Earth is moving at a faster speed. And so we're going to swing in real close to Mars. But for the next, I think, six months, Mars is going to be in retrograde. So it's going to be tracking backward across the sky, kind of similar to how the moon is in retrograde. Each night we see the moon track backward or eastward in the sky as it gets closer and closer to a full moon. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so Mars is going to be doing something similar to that, but over the next six months. And so we're going to see it track backward in the sky as the year kind of progresses. And so it's relative location where Mar- the constellation Mars would currently rest in, its relative location is going to change and its magnitude is going to change. It's going to go from being quite dim right now to I think like a 1.6 magnitude. And then in May is going to be a like negative two magnitude. So it's going to swing by like three whole magnitudes. So it's going to get way brighter. Yeah, it's going to oh, get way closer to us and way brighter. And it's going to be probably one of the brightest objects in the sky. It's going to be cool because in, in the spring... We're going to have a really good view of Jupiter at opposition to us, or maybe not absolute opposition, but it's going to be at like a plus two, or excuse me, a negative two magnitude uh, star in the sky or object in the sky, and so will Mars. And so Mars is going to track back from where it is right now in the sky all the way back to Scorpio. So it's going to get right up into Antares, right next to Saturn, and then it's going to stop retrograde, like right around May 30th. And then it's going to start pushing back forward across the sky, which is really strange. So it's going to push back out past Scorpio and then back into um, Libra. And then it's going to swing back into Scorpio and then back past Saturn. And then it's going to go continue in retrograde for the rest of the year, which I don't know how that works. Like, does that make <laughs> sense at all? Like how it goes into retrograde and then back out, out, out of retrograde. I should look into that. We should talk about it on this podcast in the future but it's going to go back into retrograde and move past Sagittarius and then into Capricorn and Aquarius. And then it's going to remain in the sky for a whole year. So as soon as it starts becoming visible, it's going to stay in opposition of us or so on the dark side of the earth. So it's going to be viewable at night for people in the mm-hmm. Northern hemisphere and in the Southern hemisphere, I suppose too, for the next like maybe 13 or 14 months. It'll That's be really, really strange. Cool. Yeah. And it's unusual too, since since most things are only up for, let's say, six months since we have a 180 degree sky. Mm -hmm. So we only have that much time for it to be viewable. Um, So yeah, it's going to be really strange to watch it fight fight backwards against the constellations and remain in the night sky for the next like 12 months. Wow. That'll be really interesting to watch. Yeah, it'll be really cool. So I'm excited to do that. And I'm excited that what we're going to be able to do with these calendars is indicate in those months, like where those planets are. Yeah. And how to see them. I, think I think that'll be, be really interesting. It will be cool. And it'll be cool in this podcast too, to get to talk about 
like what we're observing with Jupiter and then what we're observing with Mars as it goes into retrograde or mm-hmm. like as its location like moves past one constellation into the other. But I think it'll be really fun to watch it kind of do that little hoop hook. This yeah, spring. I think so too. Yeah, it'll be really fun. Um, so I guess we were probably going to talk about um, like a few thank yous to our donors, which is really cool. So our Kickstarter campaign has been going, it's been live for I think three days now. And uh, we have uh, two backers so far, and we really appreciate uh, the support for that. We're going to try and uh, publish this podcast and get a, a little bit more interest or at least uh, provide a little bit of uh, continued explanation of why we're working on this project or what our interest is in, uh, in working on astronomy-driven education stuff uh, and trying to put together a cool calendar uh, for people. You know, So it'll be fun. It'll be a cool Christmas present too or a cool yeah. uh, beginning of the year present for illustrated really- art. I'm really looking forward to giving it to some people. Yeah, it'll be really cool. So much appreciation to the the donors that have already contributed uh, a little bit of money in the efforts to uh, to raise some funds to go to press and print uh, a full run of night sky calendars. And that'll be pretty exciting if it goes through. So we're going to keep uh, talking about that on this podcast. And I figured that uh, we'd be able to close it out unless you had any other uh, things to talk about or if you had any other interests that you wanted to bring up, Marina. I think we've covered it pretty well for, for now. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's been all right. I think it's cool. Thanks, Marina, for talking with me about uh, some of the art stuff that you're working on. And we'll probably do this bi-weekly is what I'm figuring. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so probably like twice a week we'll go through and give a little bit of updates on the uh, the progress that we're making toward completing the Kickstarter goals and uh, and completing like the art uh, yeah. that we have to do for the calendar, getting that prepped for uh, for the first of the year when we're going to head to print with it. And, uh, and make it. So it'd be really cool. But it'll be fun. I think for the next like 30 days, we're going to do kind of pract or we're going to do an effort of sort of flushing out what we're going to do for this podcast. And then we're going to try and tighten up our format a bit. I think that'll be a lot of fun. To yeah, do. I think so. Like when we kind of sort it out a little bit. And then we're going to continue doing this throughout the year uh, to support the 2017 Night Sky calendar and to support the nightsky.io website that we've created. And that's going to kind of work to become uh, a greater asset or a greater resource for people that are interested in learning about uh, news and events and, and things about the night sky above us um, at this day and date. So it'll be pretty cool to work on. I'm really excited but, for it. Yeah, it'll be fun. So this kind of marks the start of a lot of those projects that uh, are going to be uh, coming in 2017. So... For Marina Hansen and for myself, Billy Newman, thank you for listening to this episode, the first episode of the nightsky.io podcast. Thank you.